0: Welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold
0: Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Mm. And I just want to say a quick shout out to my mama, Miss Annie Ruth. Oh, mama. My 94-year-old sweetheart.
1: That's it. We love you, mama. Hey, on today's call, we're going to talk about our February 22nd, Psalm 4-8, and this is what it says. Psalm 4-8 on this day says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety.
0: Hallelujah. We do
1: not need to fear. That's God it. has us.
0: Today, today we're going to talk about money and happiness.
1: Oh. They go together good. You know,
0: honey, I remember, <clears throat> excuse me. Some years ago, I came across an interesting group of thoughts. It goes like this. Money can buy a house, but not a home. Money can buy a bed, but not sleep. Money can buy a clock, but not time. Money can buy you a book, but not knowledge. Money can buy you medicine, but not health. Money can buy you sex, but not love. So you see, money isn't everything. And often it causes pain and suffering. This is what the thing, piece said. But I want to say, I tell you all this because I'm your friend. And as your friend, I want to take away your pain and suffering. So just send me all your money and I'll suffer for you. (laughs) Well, that joke is funny. It's not necessarily accurate. The presupposition <clears throat> is that money will buy you happiness. That money isn't everything. That thought process presupposes that a person values money above everything else, and that's not necessarily
1: the truth. And for sure it's not when we're talking about a Christian yes. and their priorities in life. That could be that could be in the world.
0: Money doesn't buy
1: happiness, nor does it determine. Your happiness. happiness is an outward expression of an inner work going on within you. And it depends on what you do and how you respond to what happens to you. So for people to be truly happy, there needs to be an inner realization of the mental and spiritual commitments. It's really their um, true north, meaning God, that they've made to be more than what they are, to do more than what they've already done, and to bless more than they thought imaginable. Happiness can be a spiritual quality. Joy is the deepest of happinesses. But a mind of rich thoughts from the word, a heart of compassion for other people, forgetting and forgiving offenses, let them come and go, and the ability to see good in everything, no matter what, That's really something that we as Christians are given the grace to be able to bring, you know, to ourselves. Happiness is really a decision. We decide whether or not we're going to be happy, regardless of the circumstances we're in. Happiness is something that radiates from deep inside of us. Happiness is, in the world, situational. To the Christian, it's not situational. There are times when you might be happier because of something that's changed in your environment and you're just happier over that. But happiness is a habit, just like worry is a habit, based on what we choose and based on what we take into ourselves and understand from ourselves. So the point we're making, happiness is more than an attitude than anything else. It reflects the values by which we have chosen to live by. It's for this reason a person who appears to have a very little in the way of outwardly possessions, money or other things can be truly happy. And how when a man with an abundant bank account and more things that he could possibly store can be miserable and destitute and even commit suicide the purpose of happiness is not found in the pursuit of things. Things or the pursuit of things isn't a real problem. It's the pursuit of these things above other things. Having things and giving and blessing and doing stuff for other people, boy, that can cause you more, creating you more happiness and joy than, than anything else. If we determine that pursuing and, you know, what's... Well, what's important to be able to bless those people around us, if that's our true destination. First John two. First John two, fifteen and seven through seventeen is very key. It's very, very key in the in the life of a Christian. And this is in the New International Version. It says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man The lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does not comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Amen. Wow. So let's look at
0: the six presuppositions about money one more time. Money can buy a house, but not a home. Consider this fact. If you don't have money, even the godless, most spiritually balanced of families will never own a home. It does not take more money to buy a house. but It takes something more powerful to provide a home. Genesis 18:19, 19, 18, 19, Amplified. For I have known, chosen, acknowledged him as my own, so that he may teach and command his children and the sons of his house after him, to keep the way of the Lord, to do what is just and righteous, so that the Lord may bring Abraham
1: what he promised. Money can buy a bed, but not sleep. Have you ever lost sleep because you couldn't afford to pay your bills? Or you were wondering if you were able to lose, you know, you were just about to lose your job? Have you ever tossed and turned at night because you were wondering where your family's next meal was going to come from? Okay, but money can't buy you peace of mind. It can give you a peaceful sleep in the middle of a financial storm. And it may, let me say it this way. Money is not going to buy you peace. But you know what? God can provide. In Proverbs, and I love this scripture, 324, 324 Classic Amplified, it says, When you lie down, you shall not be afraid. Yes, you shall lie down and your sleep shall be sweet.
0: Next, money can buy a clock, but not time. That's right. Yes, money can't buy you time. However, money can prevent you from having to work two jobs or your spouse having to work at all. So, your health is good enough that you can live to spend more time with your children and grandchildren. Money can give you the freedom to spend your time where and when you like. Colossians 4 5, 4, 5 classic amplified. Behavior sells. Wise. Behave yourselves wisely, living prudently and with discretion in your relations with those of the outside world, the non-Christians, making the very most of time and seizing, buying up every opportunity. Money
1: can buy a, a book, but not knowledge. Here's an interesting fact. If you don't buy any books, there's not, well, then it's much more difficult for you to acquire knowledge. We'll for sure say that. Of course, the greatest book, the Bible, is filled with knowledge and wisdom, and there are millions, maybe even billions of people around the earth who will never tap into that available knowledge simply because they can't afford to buy the book. Or you know what's worse than that? Not reading it when you have it. However, the Bible is, if the Bible's the only one that you read, then you can read it every day and you'll get the wisdom of the ages, but there's other ones, too, Second Timothy though three sixteen and seventeen tells us exactly what we get from the Bible. Classic Amplified says every scripture is God breathed, given by his inspiration, and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted, and thoroughly equipped for every good work.
0: Money can buy you medicine, but not health. There are countless thousands of people around the world who will die today because they couldn't afford to buy medicine. Mm. You and I are to care for the widows and orphans. We're to share God's love and resources with those less fortunate than ourselves. And know we can't do that if we're so broke, we can't even buy medicine for ourselves. James 127, 127, New Living Translation. Religion that pleases God the Father must be pure and spotless. You must help needy orphans and widows, and not let this world make you evil.
1: Money can buy you sex, but not love. The implication is that you can pay for sex, but that doesn't guarantee and obviously doesn't even give you love agree that if someone wants to, you know, break the laws of the land, they could buy sex. However, let's look at it from a different perspective. Money gives you the freedom to do special things you'd like for the one you do love. Money is a facilitator for you to be able to make your romantic intentions um, and offer security for the people that you do love. As we were writing this, we felt led to go into a little bit of 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, verse 13, uh, chapter 13, verses four through eight in the classic Amplified, It says, love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglor- vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It's not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up Mm. under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person, Its hopes are fatalist under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. We're talking about God's love in us. Never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. One final thought.
0: The question isn't whether money is good or evil, but rather what your attitude toward it is. Your actions when you have money, when you don't have money, reveal your attitude about money. Money can't buy your relationship with God, but it can provide you with the opportunity to spend time in His presence and obey Him when He wants you to fund the kingdom. And always remember this, don't chase money, chase God, and then money will chase you. Amen. Hallelujah. Make sure you join us every morning at 830 Eastern, and until tomorrow, God bless you. Happy trails.
1: And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God.
0: We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.